This is ContactTalkRadio.com. Consciousness in action. And you are taking action into your consciousness by tuning into Contact Talk Radio. And on TuneIn.com, Hing.fm, and Upsnap Mobile. Contact Talk Radio. Welcome to The Soul's Journey with Tom Jacobs. A fresh look at astrology shaped by channeled wisdom on the soul and its human journey. Enjoy inspirational insights on how to change karma and make changes for the better. And now, here's Tom. Good evening, people. This is Tom Jacobs, uh, your host from tdjacobs.com. And I'm an evolutionary astrologer and a channel and also a psychic medium. And I combine all those things in my work to help you understand what your soul is here to do and to, uh, to make it happen releasing blocks from the past, including from earlier in this life and past lives. And uh, today I'm, uh, I'm thrilled to have on the show uh, Lisa Barnett. I'll introduce her in a bit, but she's an Akashic Records expert and actually uh, uh, offers classes to teach people how to access uh, the records also, which is uh, not that widespread. Uh, you know, we have uh, access to a number of Akashic Records readers, but she's, uh, she's also teaching people how to do that. So I want to give you some announcements first before we, uh, before we get into the show. Uh, the first one, the brief one, is uh, the other night I did another full moon grounding and release call, channeling the Ascended Master Jehudi, a.k.a. Thoth and St. Germain and Merlin. And I'm offering the recording of that. Uh, it's it's transformational. That's uh, Those are the kinds of comments I get. And um, uh, really grounding deeply to the earth and clearing out energies that you don't need anymore. So, you know, if you do these things with me uh, every month, you reset your energy field and your consciousness, and you can increase the, uh, you know, the stability of your energy field, the 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 integrity of your consciousness. All of these wonderful uh, phrases uh, that that might be uh, uh, registered or trademarked somewhere, <laughs> some <laughs> by somebody else. But anyway, you can get the the hour long MP3 through tdjacobs.com on a donation basis, um, and it's quite a steal on a range of uh, ten to twenty five bucks. So I encourage you to go uh, to my site to uh, to get that. There's just as profound an effect listening to the recording because the a the vibration of the ascended master is captured on the recording, but also during the recording when he says, "If you want me to do energy work for you." call me in, you know, give me permission, it happens even though you're not live on the call where he said it. His consciousness exists outside time. So I encourage you to use these full moon calls with me every month as a as a, a part of your energetic and spiritual and consciousness health. The second announcement is um, the new class, Reading the Soul's Journey, Seeing Karma and Past Lives and Birth Charts. And the whole Soul's Journey thing that's explained in the Soul's Journey 1 and 2 uh, books and the forthcoming Soul's Journey 3, this four-step method to analyze birth charts, to see the karmic story, to really understand what the soul is trying to get this person to figure out with ideally uh, you know, as little suffering as possible. I'm going to teach a seven-week class uh, over the phone, so you're welcome to call in from the you know, comfort of your home wherever you happen to live. And I'm going to teach you how to easily piece together all of these different elements, Pluto, house sign aspects, uh, the south node of the moon, south node ruler, and the north node, to create a karmic story so you can understand what the soul is speaking through the birth chart. So that begins uh, Monday, uh, October 8th. Gosh, I've lost a few months or I'm ahead. It's April 8th. 
uh, Monday evenings for an hour and a half for seven weeks. It's going to be a powerful class uh, full of some original handouts and bringing the and bring and lots of practice uh, on the call together, uh, making karmic stories and really understanding how I think. Because I get um, I get uh, comments from people that they wish they could just hook up a USB cable to my brain when I look at an astrology chart to to really understand how that works and and what I see. Given all this. Uh, the upgrades in awareness and consciousness that I've received from uh, the Ascended Master Jehudi. So anyway, this is your opportunity to get to get into that uh, process of uh, getting out your own USB cable. So those are your announcements. Um, and uh, so I'm going to welcome uh, Lisa Lisa Barnett to the show, and uh, I'm going to read to you her bio. Uh, she's an internationally known teacher, consultant, and founder of Akashic Knowing School of Wisdom. Lisa is a clear channel of divine wisdom, an energy master and spiritual teacher. She brings more than 20 years of spiritual counseling and energetic healing to her clients and students. She specializes in working with clients to help them get on their soul's path, working with soul contracts, karma, and vows. She's created a special healing technique called pain body release, in which she energetically helps her clients let go of the emotional pain that has accumulated throughout this life and otherwise. She incorporates information from your soul's library, the Akashic Record, with energetic healing on a soul level to help you break through blocks, clear pain, fear, and karma to create the life your heart and soul desire. So obviously just from that intro, you people listening uh, you know, live into the podcast, you know that this dovetails exactly with what I've been trying to do. It's a different technique, different method. But so uh, welcome, Lisa, to the show. I'm thrilled to have you here. Thank you, Tom. I'm thrilled to be here. Great, thank you. And I also want to tell um, I want to tell the uh, the listeners that um, Lisa and I did a, a trade leading up to this, and um, I want to just speak for a moment um, about my experience in that, where you were able to um, quickly discern that there was um, kind of an extra energy field with me. There are actually two, and you helped clear them. And since then, I I think I said to you the next day that I had a profound effect, but. Since then, I've been able to really get to the bottom of uh, some very important um, kind of managing uh, energy in my field. And I'm pretty savvy about doing that. But I had this this stuff in my field that I didn't need and I hadn't seen, so I couldn't get rid of it. And you very quickly saw that. And I just um, I just want to let people know that that uh, from my perspective, you're doing great work, and I'm encouraging the the listeners to uh, to call you, you know, to help to help them get get their own stuff on track. Right. Thank yeah. You. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Even even though so many of us, I know so many of your listeners are probably um, amazing healers, that, you know, I think all of us, you know, need some help. We have those right. insights, a little hard to That's see right. what's, you know, going on behind us. So That's right. I'm a I'm a great believer. I've got my own, you know, um, group of <laughs> healer mm-hmm. buddies I call mm-hmm. on. No, we should all do that. It's Great. good for us. <laughs> Great, perfect. Well, so let's let's you know if you could start um, by just telling us what the Akashic records are. That would be a great place to start for those listeners who who aren't clear about what we might be talking about. Sure. So, um, you know, the Akashic records, the the image that tends to go with that is a a big expansive library. So the easiest way to describe it is the library of your soul. This is the place where all of the um, the past lives, all of the lives, whether they're here on Earth or on you know another dimension, another planet, 
planet, angelic lives, we have elemental lives, all of your soul's wisdom and information, all of its journeys, all of your emotions are actually all written in this etheric library, which is... um, of course, created by primordial source energy, Irvin, Dr. Irvin Laszlo, who writes Science in the Akashic Field, speaks about it as the information arm of God, really the information arm of, of divine source energy. So the way I always kind of imagine it, you know, some people have this very physical library um, image where each book is a life. And and that's a nice, you know, that's very neat. I kind of like the neatness of that. But my real experience of it, because it's infinite, is when I access the Akashic Records for myself or a client, it feels very much like you're kind of standing on the edge of this infinite void. And it depends on what you ask and what your intention is to find on kind of what you pull in or what part of that infinite space you go to yes well that that's actually similar when i open up a a reading with guides and they always have me ask the client to state the intention because that sets the field the the guides could tell them four billion things but Mm -hmm. that what they're seeking and how they phrase it yeah yeah that that's thank you so so how how is it useful to to know what are in your records well you know what i actually find is that we, you know, we come here to this specific life that we're living with a boatload of contracts and intention and karma and vows. And we have just a slew of things that we've come to finish or do or start or complete. So really, so much of why we're here is connected to other times and places. So if we know if we know what they are, you know, yeah. it's so much easier to do what we came to do. So if I know that I have contracts with, um, you know, certain people to do a specific kind of work, it's a lot easier to to do that, to follow through, to be guided than yeah. if I'm completely oblivious to it, right? Yeah. So um, because. Uh, the way I see it is most humans live close to 800 lifetimes on this planet before they, you know, kind of hit that enlightened state where they don't need to come back here anymore, where they've done all their contracts, they've learned everything they want to learn, they've mm-hmm. completed all their karma, etc. So um, we keep looping around and looping around and looping around as we work through karmic um karma and contracts, past life vows we've made. You know, so a lot of people find that um, that just by asking some questions like, you know, what's blocking my abundance is that we can start to look at a half a dozen different lifetimes where you've taken different sorts of vows. One Mm -hmm. might be a vow of poverty. Another one might be... um, a vow of abstinence, so you're blocking two right. kinds of, you know, abundance right. there. <laughs> right, yeah. So when we start to look at them and, and clear them, which is the other thing that I, I find is so powerful um, and certainly part of what what um, I'm called to do through the Akashic mm-hmm. Records is to heal and clear these things for people, um, We it just opens the space. It makes it easier for us just to go forward right. and 
you know, kind of get done what we came to do. Yeah, just be who we are. Just right. do what we're. Well, let me ask you a question about contracts, because, um, you know, when I in my work, when I come across contracts, the the way that the word is defined by the beings I work with, it tends to be a very positive thing, which is a setup between the souls that that each party learns something in particular, right? You know, like mm-hmm. I I um let's say it's um I'm learning about free will. Well, maybe you're learning about the use of power, and I feel that you're controlling me. And, you know, like in my day to day life, it would just be like, well, I feel kind of controlled. But you know, there's a there's a loving contract from the soul side. So. You know, when I work with, I want to ask you kind of how you, how you run into this when you when you open the records. But when I look at contracts, it's often where the guides will say, you know, the person spirit guides or the ascended masters will say, well, um, the contract is there and you can't um, you can't get rid of it. But what you can do is approach it in a certain way with a certain intention, which will make it easier. And then when the business is complete, your life will be free of the dynamic. So it's like so that's kind of how they they talk to me about contracts but but I think like you know in one of the things that you had sent me you'd written like contracts or vows and so I'm wondering if when you see a contract what does it look like and then I want to talk about vows too because that's a really big topic. Mm, okay. Yeah. So Um, uh, okay, so contracts. So usually, yeah, yeah. I guess, uh, when, so I'll give you an example because mm-hmm. I just had a client today who um, has been married for, say, 15 years, and she's kind of like, is that contract complete? Because uh. she's been having a, you know, there's been some real challenges in the, in the marriage. But um, what I really received from her soul is that her soul was not ready to be complete with it yet because... Um, Okay. You know, because her soul was in the process of learning and expanding, and the contract was actually very much about helping her helping him mm-hmm. to be raised up. And then the interesting thing was she had been his mother a couple times, so she had actually raised him. And this lifetime, the contract was to raise him up to a different level and her So her soul wasn't ready to be done because she hadn't gotten to the place that she wanted to be so she could really support him in raising him up. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah, it really does. And that's one example, but it sounds like I'm just phrasing the concept in my head differently, but it's the same thing. It sounds like exactly the same. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. So so I got really that – that by the end of this year Mm -hmm. that she would be either – either he would step up. Or not, and then she would be ready to go on one way right. or the other. Right. So, so for me, the contracts get complete. You said that in a kind of a different way. I agree. But yes, I get that yeah. that when we do everything in our power to do to complete that contract mm-hmm. and say the other person doesn't. Right. Right. Our contract, our side of that contract is complete. Yeah. See, thank you, because I've actually been working with um, – Trying to understand, and it's been several years, but trying to understand why two people, two women with whom I was in, uh, in, involved uh, sequentially several years ago, um, they when I when I tune into what what's in play in my in my own sphere, and you know they they don't go away. Like all these other contracts feel complete. You know when I check in mm-hmm. with maybe a person. Anyway, so I've been working with this, and I, I just understand that something about those aren't aren't complete. They don't go away. And I don't know the reason, but I'm just kind of, you know, I'm letting it be what it is. 
but um but I understand that there's a there's a purpose even if I don't know them any longer you know something they represent or an energy that they held for me or something space you know they held for my evolution you know somehow might I'm still might not be complete with my thing and then I'll check in one day and maybe they won't you know maybe they won't be there in the same way so right right yeah. absolutely you know or yes when you make that shift mm-hmm. that may actually affect you in or affect them or one of you know mm-hmm. in in a way that um no one will really consciously do anything about but right. it will be that kind of key that done something that is now made a complete so yeah, yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Well, so I'm going to give the phone number for caller questions. We're not going to do readings tonight, but questions about the Akashic Records, about the Masters, about the library, about about the, the process uh, that Lisa uses to, to do this work as well. Um, I'm going to give you the number. Oh, I have to find the number. It is uh, 877-230-3062. We're going to take our first break now. Uh, stay with us on, uh, on the soul's journey. Um, my guest is Lisa Barnett from AkashicKnowing.com. answers to help you navigate life the book jehudi speaks offers wisdom channeled from ascended master jehudi aka thoth saint germain and merlin on humanity's opportunities during these exciting times jehudi speaks provides what you need to know to grow and evolve on earth now a compilation of four channeled books jehudi speaks explores karmic relationships our relationships with animals loss and death of all kinds why the imbalance between masculine and feminine occurred and how to end it, and tools to evolve, including working with intuition and spirit guides, integrating past lives, and the truth about manifestation and abundance. Order Jehudi Speaks today through tdjacobs.com. The way you're wired is no accident. Your soul has divine intentions for this life. Understanding those intentions can bring greater peace and harmony to your world. A Soul's Journey soundbite from astrologer and channel Tom Jacobs is a 15-minute MP3 reading on your major life themes. Tom's unique approach to astrology sheds light on the big picture of you, your values, passions, fears, and family dynamics as divinely designed by your soul. Gift yourself and others with insight and understanding by ordering your Soul's Journey soundbite today at tdjacobs.com. Hello, friend. Welcome back to The Soul's Journey. This is uh, Tom Jacobs from tdjacobs.com. And uh, joining me on the show is Akashic Records expert Lisa Barnett from akashicknowing.com. And we're talking about Akashic Records and soul journeys. And uh, uh, most recently, we were talking about the contracts between souls. Now, Lisa, I want to ask you one question about uh, about vows. And, um, you know, this this I have found personally this has been a major a major uh, blockage in my own evolution. And I've had to... You know, get um, I've had 
And I just, I just want to know, you know, is this, is this very prevalent uh, for, for people like the block, you know, like what's the percentage that a block uh, would end up being related to a vow from another life or earlier in this life? Um, hmm. You know, uh, kind of an easier way, I think, for me to answer that is that everybody definitely has vows that create blocks. And it okay. kind of just depends on how big or how many vows. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to say that probably a great majority, I'm getting 80% of people yeah. have um past life vows, numerous past life vows about money. And Mm -hmm. so those are really interesting ones. And one of the things that I get, so there's kind of two ways to take a vow, Mm -hmm. um, probably more than that, but I'll Mm -hmm. tell you two. One is when we make a vow, which is kind of like, um, a vow of poverty or a vow of abstinence or Mm -hmm. something like that, or a marriage vow. Those are all kind of contractually energetic binding vows. Now, the very fascinating thing I love to point out about a a marriage vow is that they were smart enough, people whoever came up with marriage vows, wrote into that contract until death do us part. Mm -hmm. So they made a contract that a vow that was broken at death. Mm -hmm. But so that was a very, very smart thing. I, I, I make jokes with my husband because <laughs> earlier on he used to say things to me like, I'll love you for always. And I'd say, please don't. You're yeah, not- exactly. <laughs> How romantic are you? I'm like, really, always is a long time. Let's not, okay? This life, yes. Yeah. Past that, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> anyway. that, was, that was actually a vow that I, that I had to had to release myself from was uh, from a um, from a past life. I, I, I was invisible to, to people for, for, you know, qu- quite a lot. And I felt very isolated and it was very confusing. And I mean, what ended up happening was, you know, 13 books came out, <laughs> but, um, but during this period of isolation and I looked into it quite a bit and had readings with people and, and, and ended up seeing that I had a, there's a particular life um, and um, about midlife, about the age I am now, where I was a man and, and the, and the wife uh, on her deathbed said, please don't ever be with another woman again. Please don't marry again. And in that life, that me said, yes, I won't, you know? And so like I had to release that to be able to be visible at all. So I, so I had that actually direct experience, you know, uh, and, and my life did radically change just, you know, being, you know available to be seen socially do you know what i mean just being on uh, on the radar so to speak so that's actually something that, that i had with a vow a uh, really formative experience right and and actually that's a perfect um uh, uh piece about it because the other part i was going to say is we take these vows like a marriage vow or a, a, mm-hmm. a vow at church or something but the other one that is so powerful is that deathbed vow <sighs> gosh yeah and that's the other place that i see them come up so strongly like um, one of the ones that I notice that that people haven't kind of caught on to yet is that in a lot of lifetimes we were really rich, and, but we misused our money and so and our power, and so we ended up kind of like really lonely and alone. And you know, here we are dying sick, you know, filthy rich, surrounded by gold. Yeah, but- yeah. Right. And so on our deathbed all alone, we say, I'm never going to be rich again. That was. That was awful. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. So what I, I want to do is um, I want to give our listeners your birth data and talk about your chart for for a couple of minutes. Not not a ton, but just I, I you know for several reasons. Uh, I like to bring when I bring people on the air. I like for the listeners because most of uh, the listeners. I am presuming are into evolutionary astrology. And I like to say, you know, here's this person, here's the, the work he or she is talking about, but then here is this roadmap of the soul behind, you know, behind the voice, behind the website, behind the work. So I want to give out your birth date and talk about that briefly. And, 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 um, so Lisa's birth date, uh, July 21st, 1956, 1956, 524 p.m in San Francisco, California. And one of the things that, that really jumps out for me um, is your Neptune in the 10th. And I was I was doing a series of shows a few months ago, uh, either directly or kind of hinting at living a Neptunian life. And one of the, you know, I had a, a, an intuitive who does dream analysis and mediumship work who's living a Neptunian life, uh, Meredith Smith a few months ago and so like very directly talked about it when she was on the show um but but neptune can be escapism as well as mysticism you know it can be getting lost as well as finding yourself in multiple dimensions and of course what lisa's doing is one of these um you know kind of a, a, health, a healthier way to do to do neptune but but in the 10th whatever you do for a living you're going to find yourself a neptunian figure so so i think that's very interesting to give people an example because as you as you listen to lisa you can tell that she's grounded you can tell that her head is uh, oriented in the right direction. It's screwed on straight. So just like you know, giving people that insight, um, that, that that's an important thing here. And the other thing that's really interesting to me about your chart, given that, is that your north node is in the 12th house, which is associated with Neptune. But the north node is something that we haven't done a lot of in a bunch of lives. It can be the thing that got a bit left out. So as I, as I told you in your reading, with your south node in the 6th, you, you know, the work ethic – and the ability to organize and roll your sleeves up and you know get stuff done and, and quite a bit of it done is very strong. But but the, the the trust in life, you know, the taking the the receiving guidance and living according to it, that would be something that you would have had to stretch into. And so I, I think it's wonderful that you do this work because I mean, in not only because you help people like me, but but uh, but also because it's a great expression. Of of that uh, that thing in your chart, that North Node in the twelfth. Can I can I trust things I can't see? You know, can I do something productive with what you know something that I don't have to fashion with my hands or create out of raw materials? Can I work with the universe? And you know, uh, so anyway, I just want to point that out to to listeners. Also, the Saturn in the twelfth, and I, I told you about this in your reading. Um, sometimes people with Saturn in the twelfth create. A worldly work, because Saturn is about work and concretizing something, but then find that it goes away. And it's very, very frustrating uh, when that happens. Um, I have one client who who built a portion of an educational program, and I think she spent over a couple of decades on it. And when she had her second Saturn return in the 12th, which is a kind of uh, you know a juncture point in Saturn evolution – it went away, and she was, you know, it was very hurtful to her. It was very difficult. Um, but, but on the other hand, if you do Neptunian work, if you do spiritual work or metaphysical or meditative work, that Saturn is actually really happy, and you don't have to, you know, give it all up periodically when activated by transit or whatever, because you're working with twelfth house forces. So, so you know, 
mm-hmm. it's just interesting to me. You're doing 12th house work and your, your North node's there, and then you have this Neptune in the 10th. It's just, it's just an interesting Neptune story for me, uh, you know, to, to, to see you as somebody who has nudged to do less and trust more, you know, do less and be more, you know, more often. And yeah, so that's, that's what I wanted to, that's really what I, what I, what I wanted to say. You're awfully quiet, I guess. I'm, you know, you know. <laughs> are, you, are you there? That I don't know if I shared is that I spent, can you hear me? I'm sorry. Yeah, now we can, yes. Yeah, I spent 15 years in advertising. So I kind of had that very organized, very intense, kind of really worldly corporate work. Yeah. Which um, I gave up. Uh, around well see I don't know when I don't not see I don't know when Saturn return is well, but I was, you know like around 38 actually when I gave that up but because it, it was just frying me it was just taking a huge toll but you chose to but you chose to give it up I mean because part of this wiring part yeah. of this thing in your personality with the south node in the sixth house the house of um the chore list never ends. You know, part of that is you can force yourself to overwork and you'll get sick, but you can do it. You know, like, but so for you to choose to surrender that is a positive 12th house thing. To recognize the truth, this is wearing me down. I just can't mm-hmm. do this. So that, and if you hadn't done that, probably, you know, you know, universal forces would have come in and made it remove itself from your life uh, otherwise. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, so absolutely. They were working on it, absolutely. No, yeah, my health was yeah. deteriorating and all of that sort of thing. So no, I was really on that yeah. on that track. So Great. so I was I got lucky timing wise. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> it was time to have kids, and so I'm like, yeah. yay, kids! I quit. <laughs> I'm trading yeah. in my job. <laughs> but, good, good, good. Yeah. So um, you know, sometimes I think, and for me, whatever other uh, things that play in there. The spiritual calling was so strong that I, I, yeah, I don't know that I could have really continued to ignore it without some serious consequences, you know, you yeah. know how that can be too. So sure. And like, I don't like to, to tell doomsday scenarios or stuff to people, but, but, but there is that, that point where, you know, the entire, you know, entirety of creation and your body and your muscles and your energy level, everything says to you something's wrong, and and to listen to it is a is, is one of the most empowering things. And so you had you know the kids thing, which was coming next, but but you know in another timing or another kind of uh, you know scenario playing out, it might have been the unknown. You know, mm-hmm. it might have been the unknown, and that's what scares us about all this Neptunian twelfth house stuff is is we don't know, but but when we live that journey. We're asked to figure out how to trust that we're welcome here, that we are supported, that we're not alone. And, uh, and we all, you know, anybody who thinks that he or she is alone will have these um, nudges and synchronicities are a huge thing. And every time I look at the clock, it says 222. What does it mean? Like, you know, all these, you know, all these things. One, it says 1111 every time. I, you know, and those are synchronicities where guides are saying, you know, you are, you are absolutely not alone. So – Right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> well, well, you know, well, fitting, fitting with this, I, I, I really, you told me a story when we were uh, chatting to get to know each other, even before the trade, um, and and it was about you went to a school to learn um, uh, psychic skills, and you learned those, and were doing psychic work, but then 
something shifted and for several years you kind of observed it and then you gave in and here you're doing the Akashic Records after that. So I'd kind of like to I'd like to spend a couple of minutes, if it's okay, about that process where there were these other voices coming in, these other other aware you were aware of something else happening and then you shifted. If you could share just a couple of minutes of that with the listeners, I think that's very useful. Sure, yeah. So um, it's it's actually, um, I'm in the process of writing my book because it's, you know, kind of an interesting story the way it all fell together because, you know, as I went step through, you know, getting sick while I was working in advertising, finding an acupuncturist to try and heal all the chronic fatigue, and then having an acupuncturist send me to a psychic because <laughs> she couldn't fix me. <laughs> And then the psychic moved back to the Bay Area, you know, a year later and started teaching psychic class. Oh. You know, um, starting to juggle my little children. Um, and, and my sweet mother stepped in and said, you need a break. Why don't you go to psychic class and kind of, you know, let me take care of the kids one weekend a month. So I have to say I've been, you know, the synchronicity, if you can open to following you know, those little nudges can be phenomenal. So, um, so it's fun to see that, that path. But so I literally did that. I studied with this woman who was, who was a fabulous teacher, um, for about six years or, you know, I mean, I studied for two years and Mm -hmm. did a lot of psychic anatomy and energy anatomy, a lot of Mm -hmm. healing work for years, you know, kind of continuing. Yeah. Yeah. And then what I started to notice was that, um, Every once in a while when I'd be in a psychic trance doing a reading for a client, I would literally get this kind of big booming voice that would tell me these stories that were so huge and so profound that I would be blown away. And I would think, wow, that is so different than anything that I get psychically, right? Right. So um, it went on for almost five years. And the big hindsight, my big, you know, laugh at myself is that I wasn't smart enough to ask who I was talking to. (laughs) (laughs) I just somehow didn't get like, so who's that big booming voice? (laughs) I think I I was afraid to know or something. I don't know. Anyway, but um, I was completely aware of the Akashic Records, and I know that that awareness, and though I was taught in the kind of way I, I was trained, was that you could go up to the doors, like you could go up to the door of the library and say kind of, please, sir, could you give me, you know, a book? Yeah. but that you weren't allowed in. And so you could ask for some healing for your client and ask for some energy for your client. your business per se, what was going on in that library. Kind of an old, a little bit of an older style view, mm-hmm. but that's what I learned. So every time I did a reading, I would go up to the, you know, up to the doors and say, you know, kind of, <laughs> please masters, can I, you, you know, fill my client up with whatever energy that they can receive now that we've, you know, cleared and removed a bunch of old stuff. And I'd see books come in and sparkles and waterfall, and I could see the energy come into their energy field. Mm-hmm. And so I was obviously, you know, going in and communicating with them kind of in this unusual way. And, and so, um, you know, soul path as it is, they started communicating back. Yes. But in a much bigger way. And so 
Um, I, 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 years later, five years later, I met a woman when I was on a, my own little spiritual retreat, um, in Sedona, Arizona, you know, beautiful place. Mm-hmm. And, uh, Actually, I can teach you a sacred prayer that you can go into access your own Akashic records. You know, you can do that. This is, you know, <laughs> this yeah. is doable. And I was like, wow, yeah. really? So. so. And so you teach these classes now, right? And people can go to AkashicKnowing.com yeah. and find out about those classes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Great. Great. So, yeah, I um, I actually studied with um, a, a woman, a group for, for years and, um, you know, actually became... <laughs> Uh, the vice president of the, of that group, and um, it's it's a it's a beautiful process because there are sacred prayers that act like a vibrational key. It's like this vibrational key that opens a door and it raises your vibration, and you can just literally walk right in into your kashuk records. So it's a pretty simple process. I do a, a telephone, uh, you know, teleseminar that's a six week class, and I think my next one starts in May. Great, great. Well, you know, for for the listeners, I want to point out the difference between you know the the level. I don't say this with any value judgments or whatever, but value judgments. But but the level in which you're doing the psychic work, and then the kind of enormity of receiving this other voice, like the, these are very different frequencies. And and I want to point out to the listeners that Mercury Uranus together is a signature of of intuitive insight, but also the flashes of clear knowing. And that is a we would say that it's a psychic signature. Those are an early Leo in the eighth. And and the eighth house is this house of um, what we can't see sometimes, you know. But then it's on her son, so her whole identity is wrapped up in Mercury Uranus, you know, like a quick mind, uh, you know, the the insights and intuition. But what I want to say is that when you adapted or shifted, you know, and went into the Akashic Record stuff, that became the Neptunian thing, which started answering the call of your twelfth house North Node. That's how I interpret it, because no, you know. There's the level of doing psychic work that does not bring in guides, does not bring in past lives. It's just kind of you're seeing things on 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 other channels, so to speak. But it's like it doesn't. It's not always multidimensional. You know what I'm talking about with like straight psychic right. work. Yeah. No, absolutely. Right. Yeah. So you trained that, you did that, and then you trained in this other thing, and you added a dimension. Which I mean, just just from my perspective, given the nature of our North Notes, meaning something that has been kind of left out, we might not be sure how to do it. That for you, I just think that was a great um, step in your in your evolutionary path is to go from something you were doing fine. Right, everything was fine with the psychic stuff, but then to adapt to this other way of knowing, and so now you have these access to two things. And I just think that, you know, um, I have met people, for example, who have like a Mercury Uranus or a or kind of um, that mind that can jump around and access a bunch a lot of information, but it doesn't mean they're in their hearts. But when you do Neptune stuff, it calls up you know an emotional quality that we we do need to respond with compassion. So I. Th- I think that it's just a very it's a very well-rounded journey for doing this kind of work that, that I observed from you and now that I've had a, a reading with you too and well so so we're going to take our second break now and then we're going to come back uh, we are going to take questions uh, about uh, the Akashic records but we're not doing readings the number is eight seven seven two three zero three zero six two stay stay with me with uh, Lisa Barnett uh, from AkashicKnowing.com.
The way you're wired is no accident. Your soul has divine intentions for this life. Understanding those intentions can bring greater peace and harmony to your world. A Soul's Journey soundbite from astrologer and channel Tom Jacobs is a 15-minute MP3 reading on your major life themes. Tom's unique approach to astrology sheds light on the big picture of you, your values, passions, fears, and family dynamics as divinely designed by your soul. Gift yourself and others with insight and understanding by ordering your Soul's Journey soundbite today at tdjacobs.com. Looking for answers to help you navigate life? The book Jehudi Speaks offers wisdom channeled from Ascended Master Jehudi, a.k.a. Thoth, St. Germain, and Merlin on humanity's opportunities during these exciting times. Jehudi Speaks provides what you need to know to grow and evolve on Earth now. A compilation of four channeled books, Jehudi Speaks explores karmic relationships, our relationships with animals, loss and death of all kinds, why the imbalance between masculine and feminine occurred and how to end it, and tools to evolve, including working with intuition and spirit guides, integrating past lives, and the truth about manifestation and abundance. Order Jehudi Speaks today through tdjacobs.com. Back to the soul's journey. My name is Tom Jacobs from uh, that old website, tdjacobs.com. And joining me today is Akashic uh, Records reader and consultant, uh, Lisa Barnett. Um, and I want to just I want to mention uh, to the listeners, if any of you happens to be interested in uh, engaging Lisa's services, she's offering a discount uh, to celebrate her first time on the show. And um, could you tell people tell people what that discount is and how they can access that? Yeah, sure. So um, if you go to my website to the work with me page, which is, you know, the button at the top um, and it's you just go and you buy a session. And when you do that, if you put in the coupon code. Love 30 percent discount. Okay, yeah. Love. Uh, yeah, great. So you just cool. put in love to the coupon, you hit apply, mm-hmm. you get 30% off, which is um, $155 for a uh, 75-minute, just about an hour and 15-minute session. I do a lot of healing and clearing for people. Um, the records, the energy of the lords and the masters and teachers of people's records, that high vibration, mm-hmm. we can clear a lot of old karma, release contracts that are stuck out of time and space space, um, heal a lot of, of energy, pain, emotional pain, so a lot of times physical pain, heartbreak, different things like mm-hmm. that. They're very um, accessible in the soul's record and with the help of the people's masters and, and, and teachers, we can really move a lot of energy and, and make so much more space so people can kind of get on their um, right. soul path and get on their way. So great, thank you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, actually, I'm, I'm being I'm being nudged by one of my unseen friends to to tell people something that happened in you, happened in the reading that I had with you, basically for their reference so they can kind of see the kind of things that are possible. Um, and um, what what happened is when we, when we first tuned in, when Lisa first tuned in, she saw that there were actually kind of three souls with me or three consciousnesses with me, and one was something I I picked up from my dad and we and, and she took care of that one. The other one was 
um, from the, res- the result of when I was a kid, I had a traumatic experience where I didn't, I, I wasn't protected. I didn't feel protected, and it was, it was just a, a nurse at a doctor's office who, um, who just handled me poorly. I, I was terrified of the needle I had to get for the infection, well, the bronchial thing, whatever. And I actually mustered all my Mars in the first courage and said, um, "Nurse, I am terrified." about this. Please tell me everything you're going to do before you do it. And and she seemed to take me seriously and said, oh, well, yes, of course I will. Well, what I'm going to do... And then she stabbed me in the leg, and it was, you know, surprising and traumatic. And and anyway, so I went into shock, and, and what came out in this reading was that um, uh, from a from a life in uh, in Sparta, right, this Greek, Greek uh, old-timey Sparta, um, where I was a, a, a warrior, uh, this person, you know, this manifestation of my soul was a, was in the, the military. And there was a kind of a brother-in-arms who had – they had a, a mutual commitment to protect each other. So in this life, he rushed in because I was uh, violated. I was hurt. So that's what – so he rushed in. And so basically since I'm eight, I'm dealing with this hyper-reactive, angry warrior energy. So I can't roughhouse. I can't like play and wrestle because the stakes are too high. I'm full of like angry warrior energy. I've been trying to get to the bottom of this since I'm a kid because it's just – it was crazy. Uh, not being able to – I mean I'm very grounded, but I had this thing inside me which was not grounded and hyper-reactive. And so, so anyway, so during this reading, Lisa, you saw this and, and cleared it. And we talked about it. What happened for me in the following 48 hours, uh, well, really in the following like three or four hours first started, was that that other life that, that's associated with my soul, I was able to contact, like to bring that part forward. I had never met him before, this mm-hmm. warrior who was calm, clear-headed, understood the value of, of response instead of reactivity and completely in his body in this amazing way. So I was, I've been able to make friends with him and learn from him. And it's been, it's been absolutely amazing. Um, integration like that is not foreign for me, but he couldn't get through is the mm-hmm. point. Right. You know, in the soul's journey three, the book, a case study is what it's called, uh, subtitled, uh, that I'm working on right now. It's almost done. It's, uh, my, it's about 20 of my past lives and how I've gone through this integration process and, you know, identifying an emotion and then working with it and then, you know, and, and helping to normalize it. But this particular one, um, was not available. I, I, I didn't have a sense of, I can be in my body in a happy, healthy, grounded, clear, calm way. It was like so much nervous energy. Me spending, frankly, for you know, 32 years, a tremendous amount of energy working on how can I calm down and rid myself of this stress. So, I just want to tell people that this, you know, getting into this can be can be profound, and it really makes a, a giant difference. Uh, it makes a giant difference. I just, I just want to. Sh- I didn't really tell you that story, um, and I'm being nudged by my guides to tell the story to the, you know, to listeners too, just so they can see what a profound thing. Because I've worked so hard at being calm, but it's, um, you know, but it really gave a big boost, you know, to help me actually make that happen. Right, and and to me, that's thank you so much for sharing that because no, I, you know, I hadn't heard that, and and of course it is, you know, so lovely to. To you know, feel that that all of this, you know, deep soul work. I mean, I've, the Akashic records really are pure divine, unconditional love, and so to, it's such a gift to me to be able to work in them every day. Mm-hmm. And 
of course, it's so beautiful to see when that really opens and is able to, you know, shift and, and change someone's life. And so it's, um, it's beautiful to know, and I greatly appreciate that. But that's, that's one of the reasons that, you know, like we started out with saying, um, you know, why would you want to access your Akashic records or, you know, what, what could you know? What, how would that be useful? But honestly, to me, it's so much about the energy um, and the, the information, the witnessing, the knowing about these lives mm. is very, very helpful. But being in that highest of vibrations. So, so what the masters say is that because it is the information arm of divine source energy, it is really one of the highest vibrations we can access. Yeah. And so... Um, it is a profound healing being in that, asking the Lords for healing, um, the tools like I, you know, you mentioned, I, um, have a, a tool which is, it kind of dismantles and removes that barbed wire, which is like the pain, which keeps us from accessing a lot of information a lot of times in our lives. So releasing that trauma, that pain, the spiritual pain, the why have you forsaken me, God pain. Yeah. You know, (laughs) we, we sometimes can't get past that. And, um, and, you know, for me, it was, I had two huge traumas where two of my best friends died as kind of children under 20, um, one at 13, one at, at, at 19, um, and I went for a very long walk on that. Why have you forsaken me? God path, you know, (laughs) so, um, really, you know, but for grace and and god my my neptune would have ended up in the addiction house or you know right. well exactly what well, well, that would have been the the result of this neptunian thing you already have strong yeah yeah mm-hmm. definitely mm-hmm. so it's fascinating to look at all those pieces and how we either as a soul because sometimes our souls have you know my contract happened to be to help to um bring and ground this high vibration back to earth and to share this with, you know, humanity. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's, you know, this lifetime, but you know, a couple of lifetimes ago with a similar chart, I might've, you know, been doing it really differently. Oh, yeah. yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> of course. Like you told me in my reading, you've done this and worse and this and better, like, you know, right. kind of all over. <laughs> yeah. all over. Well, so I want to just take one, one minute. Um, we just have a few minutes left, but I want to take one minute to talk about, um, how do we know if we're, if we're, we're doing what we came here to do, if we're, if we're on track for our path, like, like uh, from your perspective, um, you know, how do we know that we're that we're on the right track? Um, yeah, it's a good it's a good question. And so, what the masters are showing me as you ask that question is kind of that that wide road. Um, and sometimes we're walking on the very edge of the asphalt, right? We're we're half falling off into the dirt. We keep falling off the road. You know, yes, yes. We're walking so far, we don't want to get hit by those cars. And then sometimes we we, um, weave around and we'll be walking clearly down the center. But most of us really know in our hearts. And really the best way to answer that in in kind of a, a very simple that everybody can check into is take some breaths, calm your mind, allow as much of your essence as you can to drop down into your heart, open your heart just a little wider, Mm -hmm. 
and feel how that feels. And when we're where we're supposed to be, that feels kind of warm and safe and fuzzy off track. Um, you'll get a lot of clanging and jittery and, and just, you know, a lot of noise and you'll feel like, Ooh, I'm something is amiss. And, and really, I think when we start to follow our guts and follow our hearts, and really follow our intuition. That's that's absolutely the first um, the first you know si- yeah. simple sign. So um, you know, again, I I always like to say one of the great gifts that the um, that the Akashic Masters have given us is this very simple vibrational key that we can learn to move deeper into our hearts and into our divine knowing, our wisdom, our soul wisdom, and um, and really get it in a more profound way. So when people feel like I'm not very intuitive or I don't really know, um, I find the Akashic Records, you know, because a sacred key is is a much easier way than to just try and figure out your interest. But yes, following our hearts, that is, um, that is the big path for creating the new earth. And that's what they want to remind us as we, as we go deeply into, you know, 2013. Now we've passed Mm -hmm. through this doorway, right? And so it's opening our hearts and living in our hearts and following that, that guidance and, listening to our guts if that's where our intuition mm-hmm. is or hearts wherever you know getting out of our heads <laughs> yeah thank you for that well lisa thank you so much for joining me for joining me on the show and i just want to make sure people know to find you uh on the uh, interwebs at uh, akashic knowing.com that's aka s-h-i-c the knowing dot uh, com and you do you also do uh, you do the readings and you're you're giving that generous discount for listeners uh, and then you also um, teach people how to access their own so I want to encourage people to to explore that and sit with it and see if you know see if this is a route for you but you know as you you know listeners might be into the kind of astrology that I do and studying it and it's a it's a you know what Lisa does is a is a different method of finding very similar information if not the same information and so this dovetails very nicely so thank you so much for coming on thank you tom it's been yeah, great great Thanks. thank you all right so everybody uh, uh next week um next week i have several topics uh, uh, in mind for 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 next week and we'll see what what happens the following week on the uh, april 11th um uh, ctr co-owner and host uh, intuitive uh, cameron Steele will join me and the following week evolutionary astrologer and channel marina orms will follow me so so stay tuned for all of that and you can keep in touch with me through tdjacobs.com You've been listening to The Soul's Journey with Tom Jacobs, a fresh look at astrology and soul inspired by channeled wisdom. For more information, tune in every Thursday at 6 p.m. Pacific. Connect with Tom directly via www.tdjacobs.com. That's tdjacobs.com.